your host, Melissa Lax, and we have our next guest here. I am joined by the one and only Stephen Philip Friedman. You asked for him. You wrote me letters for him, and he is here. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, how are you doing today, Steve? Pretty good. You know, it's Memorial Day. It is Memorial Day, and you are a big fan of summer, um, so you're probably thrilled that it is the official start of summer, yes? Yeah, winter came, but it's gone. It was a miserable winter. It gets extra cold in Hoboken. It's not fun, but it's nice out now, and that's behind us. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, so this weekend has been really active for Steve and Melissa. Uh, we did a lot of gym classes. We drank a lot of juices. We walked around outside a lot. We had a lot of Steve days, we like to call them. Um, and if you know us very well, you know that there is an art to perfecting the Steve day. Uh, do you want to tell the Laxornis listeners what uh, Steve Day entails? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, it's a few things. So it starts off with getting up pretty early. Um, How early? I feel like you should be out of the house before 10 a.m. with already having coffee in bed. That should all be done with by 10 a.m. And you should be out of the house by that time. And then from that point on, assuming it's nice out, you're kind of walking around, you're getting some kind of workout in, maybe you get another coffee or some kind of green juice type of thing or protein type of thing, and just kind of a coffee, walking around, workout combination. And if that's not all sort of done by like, I don't know, like 11 something, like, you're pretty much, like, a piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. So, as you can see, folks, that is the art of a Steve Day. I've been perfecting my Steve Days for the past 10 years. That's how long that Steve and I have been together. It's been a fun, wild journey. Steve, you want to tell the listeners how we met? Sure, yeah. You know, um, I was out with um, my bros one night. Um, I was at the Blue Owl in Union Square, and I was hanging out with a combination of college friends and some high school friends, and I was leaving the bar, and as I was getting a cab, one of my high school friends was coming into the bar with like a whole herd of women, one of them being his girlfriend at the time, and I was like, huh, maybe I'll just stay, actually, instead of going into the car with my one guy friend and you stayed and you met the wonderful me i did yeah and you were in the crowd of a few of the girls and i just started talking to you i think i asked if you wanted a vodka soda you kind of just ignored me a little bit but i was that never really deterred me you know that worked ignoring works ladies and gentlemen ladies if you like the guy, play hard get to get. Hard to get. Sorry, continue. So, yeah, you you kind of ignored me a little bit, but, you know, I'm pretty persistent in all facets of my life. So, I was just, you know, I'm kind of used to a no at first. So, <laughs> I just kept, um, I think, kept trying to talk to you and get you to drink. And 
you kept kind of ignoring me and i think you're talking suzanne your friend suzanne who has been on the podcast shout out to suzanne so i think at that point i was just kind of like whatever i'll talk to my friend's girlfriend who was our mutual friend the next day and kind of take that angle so i kind of gave up for that night and figured i'd just talk to the other friend the next day and gonna go take that approach Okay, and then 10 years later, here we are, sitting in our beautiful Hoboken apartment, being old millennials. You don't like to call us millennials, right? You have, That's like a big stickler for you. Yeah, absolutely. I want nothing to do with um, millennial type people. Why? 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 I don't know. They're just kind of the definition of like, so you know, the World War II generation, they're referred to as like the best generation. I would say millennials are definitely the opposite, the worst generation, everything that's wrong with this world, and I want no association with them. It's very harsh words, too. Um, including Instagram bloggers and influencers, correct? You you have some really strong thoughts about those people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, those people all kind of, they're not for me. How so? Um, well, I don't really want to go into two specifics but you know um they're just kind of waste of life and just not my kind of people don't have jobs they lack awareness correct wouldn't you say lack awareness i see what you did there yeah i would agree okay so now we're gonna get into the content and the meat of the episode and we're gonna talk about some you know news going on in the world we like to call it um friedman focused news like i said when i first started the podcast we don't talk any politics on this podcast we only talk friedman focused news so we got crazy news stories um people that are acting like idiots we'd like to point out and we also go deep into television so steve let's get your thoughts on the new story titled The College Scandal. Uh, when this broke, you and I were all over the shit. We thought this was one of the most fascinating, coolest news stories that's out there so far. You and I have been following it very closely throughout the past few months. I know that my listeners would like to hear your thoughts on this story. Yeah, sure. So... Um, you know, it's pretty messed up what these people did, but now that they're all, their names are out there and they're all kind of losing their jobs, getting admissions revoked and their lives or reputations are kind of ruined, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. It's a feel good moment for, you know, the other 98%. Um, it kind of helped me. I went to bed easy that night knowing that these people's lives are forever kind of tarnished and ruined, you know, just a good moment for everyone. So there are recent reports now that Lori Laughlin's kid actually knew what was going on. She hasn't been charged or anything, but she know she they're saying that she knew how they got her in. She didn't get into any California school, so the fact that she got into USC was like pretty insane because she's kind of like an idiot. I mean, what do you think? Do you think a lot of these kids really knew what was going on? Like, what do you think about that? I think it's pretty mixed. I think. You have 50% who don't don't know what's going on. You know, they just didn't know. Their parents didn't want to kind of hurt their egos or anything. Like that. They just kind of did it and didn't want their kids to find out. They wanted their kids to feel good about themselves, yada, yada, yada. 
Then the other half, like this, you know, Aunt Becky's kid, their lawyers are probably telling them to say they didn't know to kind of mitigate any damage to themselves. But um, whatever her name is, I don't know her name, the Aunt Becky girls. Lori, the daughters? Yeah, the daughters. They're, they're kind of the definitions of millennials, Instagram bloggers, blah, 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 like pretty much just like pieces of shit. So all this bad stuff that's happened, and the fact that they needed help to get into USC, like, I don't really know much about USC, but it's not Harvard or anything like that, so I just don't really get it to begin with. But anyway, the fact that they're just, like, on boats and Instagramming, but, like, they needed to break their way into college and all this stuff, like, it kind of, again, just a good moment for the rest of the world. So, you know, they probably won't get jail time, but it would be pretty interesting it'd be it'd be pretty satisfying to see them in like hardcore jail i'm not talking about like orange is new black jail i mean like maximum security like you know pound me in the ass prison but that's not gonna happen steve they're gonna they're gonna get orange is the new black jail i know but a guy can only dream right okay (laughs) all right very good very good another thing we need to touch on is the game of thrones finale that that happened last week in my last episode i made uh, my predictions on the finale, they were all wrong. So I'm very proud of myself that they were all wrong. This is Steve's favorite show. He is obsessed with this show. He had a little bit uh, withdrawal when it ended. But you were also very disappointed by the finale. Talk about your thoughts and feelings and emotions. Yeah, sure. Uh, good question. Wait, you always like to say, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why do you say that? Um, I don't know, probably it's a good icebreaker for me, like, internally. Like, gets me, like, a little calm and into, like, conversation mode. Okay, all right, continue. Um, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't one of those people who, like, cared who was on the throne. I wasn't trying to, like, predict or anything. I didn't care who got the throne. I was just really into, like, the White Walkers, the Night King, and all that stuff. So, like, the third episode... Battle of Winterfell. That was a great episode for me. I thought that was really cool. But every other episode pretty much of the series was kind of a letdown. And I remember just thinking this is the last season. So, like, any second anything can happen and, like, you sh- anything can come out of nowhere. So every episode I was just pretty nervous, edge of my seat. But, like, again, it's aside from that third episode at Winterfell, it was just all kind of for nothing. And I was like, okay, I guess something happens in the next episode. And then nothing really that I wanted to see happen with brand the night king and all that stuff that's what i was really kind of watching for i didn't really care who got the throne i didn't really care about gray worm and those losers i didn't really care about you didn't really care about anyone else except uh the love of your life the white walker right yeah i thought that was just interesting sorry the night king yeah the night king i was just really into that whole story more of their origins and all that stuff and if they would come back that's well, I was really into. Um, well, are you gonna watch the prequel that they're gonna make? There's a bear shit in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, and now that it's over, are you going to watch the next big thing that's gonna grace television, which is Big Little Lies season two? Are you going to watch that with me? Drum roll, please. Yeah, I guess I'll watch it. Woo! Be a good husband and all that stuff, but it's just not the same as watching Game of Thrones or The Sopranos, you know. Just, I get it, but, 
you know, it's not the same for me. Yes. Well, R.I.P. Game of Thrones. Your ending was disappointing, but we will we will miss you. Okay. Now, instead of going through a single reality show or a single Bravo show this week, I decided to make this episode fun with Steve, and we're going to play a little game. Now, as I said, Steve and I have been together for about how many years, Steve? Diez. What's Diez? That's Spanish for 10. Okay. Okay. Um, We have been together for 10 years. Throughout those 10 years, Steve has been an amazing boyfriend slash husband sitting with me watching many hours and many days of the television channel Bravo. And with that, You know, he's grown to like some shows, he's grown to dislike some shows, but he's gained a lot of Bravo TV knowledge. He is one of those straight husbands that could probably tell you anything you need to know about Bravo, but we're going to put them to that test. So we are going to play a little game. Steve, are you ready? Yeah, let me put my test hat on. (laughs) Put your test hat on. And it's mainly going to be about housewives. Uh, housewives trivia because you know Vanderpump Rules a million dollar listing you know they attract a uh, male and female audience but we really want to dive deep and really want to see how much you know about housewives okay are you ready yeah I always wanted to dive into some housewives (laughs) okay all right if you have little kids in the room please escort them out okay All right, here we go. We're going to start with an easy one, and we're going to get into a really hard one, and then we're going to end with a really hilarious question. Okay, you ready? Now, Steve has not been um, briefed on these questions. He has no idea what these questions are, so this is going to be really fun. Okay, question one, really easy. Which city is NeNe Leaks from? Hotlanta. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, One point for Steve. Very good. Question two, which cities in the U.S. were housewives cities and then canceled after one to two seasons? Which two cities? Sure. Washington, D.C. And... Um, Potomac? We got one right. You got one right. So it was Washington, D.C. and Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Potomac is still on TV. So it was Miami, Florida. I thought, is that the same as Married to Medicine? What, Potomac or? No. Potomac is not the same as Married to Medicine. Okay, we're going to move on. It's not the same as Married to Medicine. Okay, so you have one and a half questions right so you have like one and a half points okay are you ready for the next question let's do it (laughs) all right wait my phone locked all right let me pull it up okay question three season three of real houses new york some of the girls go to a bachelorette party for ramona singer in honor of her vow renewal while they go out to get drunk one night Ramona gets sloshed and develops this dance. Name this dance. That's an easy one. I thought you were going to ask me which girls were out with her, but it's obviously turtle time. Yes, turtle time. Someone's been studying their flashcards. Very good. Do you know which girls are out with her? Other than Sonia, probably not. Okay. You want to take a stab at it? Sure. 
Sonia, Bethany, Luann, um, the Olsen twins. Okay. You only got two of those, right? Okay. Um, it was Bethany, Sonia, Kelly, and Ramona. I remember when Kelly had her uh, meltdown, her like drug-induced, like crazy, psychotic break. Yeah, and she was offering everyone jellyfish and Skittles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very good. Very good. All right. Question four. Question four. This fashion show is very famous on the Real Hazards of New Jersey. It has been a show that the ladies attend multiple seasons and it's in honor of a boutique owned by a friend of the housewives. Name that fashion show. Kim D. It's Kim D. Fashion Show. Kim D. Okay, what's the name of the fashion show? Um, I actually don't know. Okay. Well, all right. I'll give you half a half a point. The name of the fashion show is Posh. Posh. Steve is getting really upset because he said he didn't know that one. Right? You knew that one. I well, I didn't, but I didn't get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Next question. We're getting into some tough ones. All right. On one reunion of the Real Housewives of Orange County, Alexis Bellino was saying nonsense and gibberish and was being really annoying, and Tamara Judge yelled at her and said she was psychotic Jesus blank. What did she call her? Jesus what? Crazy. No. Do you not know what this is? Jesus jugs. She said, you're psychotic, Jesus jugs. You're psychotic. What exactly does that mean? I mean, she's... uh, So, Alexis, do you remember on OC when Alexis was on and she was very religious and into church and shit and they used to call her Jesus Barbie? Yeah. And she also had very big boobs. So when she was talking nonsense at the reunion, Tamara called her your psychotic Jesus Judge. I don't look at women like that, but yeah, I guess I recall. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right. The next question on another episode of The Real Housewives in New York, Newbie Jules. Uh, I believe she was the one who hosted everybody at an Italian restaurant. They were making pizzas and calzones, and Jules did this weird thing that got everyone really creeped out. What did Jules do? Well, great question and great um, housewife to bring up. Now, it's interesting. I actually really liked Jules at first because obviously she was half Jewish, so I was already rooting for her from the get-go. But then slowly, as you learn more and see more of her, she's like, oh, like, she's not really, she's not, this, Jules isn't really all there. And then uh, she put a bunch of silverware in the pizza, and it was just kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? And then you you just realize, like, um, she's kind of like the Joker in Batman, (laughs) you know, whether it be the Joaquin Phoenix version, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson. That's another thing millennials don't know about Jack Nicholson. Another reason why they need to be shipped to Guantanamo Bay. Anyways, Jules is just batshit crazy, and she put the silverware and the pizza, and she's just all wacky, like hee hee hee, and you know, just just she's just no good. Wow, that was a lot to take. <laughs> yes, you were correct. Jules put silverware in the calzone. She was a wacko, but I also really like Jules too. Uh, there were reports that she was supposed to come back, but she didn't because of her like weird divorce issues. So Jules, if you're out there, the Freemans are big fans of yours. Do you have anything else to say about Jules? 
Yeah, just keep on trucking and, you know, don't put silverware in the food. Very good. All right, a nice PSA from Steve Freeman. Okay, the second to final question. This is the final question of the trivia round, and then I have one last question for you. So, on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills... All of the ladies got suspicious when Real Housewife Yolanda Foster Hadid was telling everybody that she was sick with Lyme disease. And then they would see her posting very happy selfies on Instagram and kind of living her life, really not projecting that she had any sort of disease. Because of this, what did the ladies accuse Yolanda of having? Oh, um, well, a few things here. The like hypochondria, like when you think you're sick, when you're not sick, like hypochondria or something like along those lines. Is that correct? No. Okay. Anyways, about that whole thing, I don't really know much about Lyme's disease. I never had it. I never known anyone that did have it. I just remember going to a lot of summer camps and playing a lot of tennis as a kid, like always checking for ticks because if you don't check for ticks you'll get a tick you'll get Lyme disease and a lot of Michigas involved with that so you just gotta check for ticks but past that I don't really know much about Lyme disease or what it entails thank you but that's how we're going for here Steve went to Camp Lennox in the Berkshires they likes to remind me of that every single day of our lives yep greatest place on earth Great. So they accuse Yolanda, Yolanda of having Munchausen's. Remember Munchausen's? Well, I do now, but I don't know what Munchausen is. Is is it have to do with the munchies? I don't know. Let's let's Google Munchausen. It's a fictitious disorder imposed on oneself uh, when you pretend you have a disorder, but you don't have it. That's not so different from being a hypochondria, though. Exactly. So I don't know why they didn't call her a hypochondriac and they called her Munchausen's. I don't know. It was very weird. But anyway, that was the answer. All right, Steve. So you did a really good job. I would say you got 75% of the questions right. So great job. Five gold stars. Uh, do you have anything else to say about that? No. Um, that was uh, both challenging and rewarding at the same time. Um, Wait, we have one final question. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay, because we're very secure in our marriage. I'm going to ask you a marry, fuck, kill question with three of the housewives' ladies. Okay, you sure you want to do this? Yes. So Steve is really into brunettes, as you guys can see. Well, you can't really see because we're recording, but I am a brunette, so he re- he's really, really into brunettes. So we're going to ask him a marry, fuck, kill question with three very famous housewife brunettes. Steve. Yes. Mary fuck kill. Kyle Richards from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Bethany Frankel from the Real Housewives of New York, and Melissa Gorga from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Here we go. Wow, that is very tough because already top tier of my favorite housewives, all very good looking. That's why I did it. Go ahead. All right, so I'm gonna sort of think this one out loud. It's not just it's not just gonna be a knee jerk reaction. It's a tough one, but I think I one's all right. So I'm just gonna go with it. So Bethany is a great businesswoman, makes a lot of money, 
you know, very entrepreneurial, great businesswoman. She's Jewish, obviously a plus there. But she's annoying. She's a nag. She's a little much for me. You know, I have some slight anxiety with her. My anxiety would be off the charts, so we're going to kill her. We're going to kill Bethany. You're going to kill Bethany? Well, relative to the other women, yeah, I'm going to kill her. So, from here, it's pretty much an easy no-brainer. Melissa Gorga is gorgeous. Um, You know, I don't know how educated she is, though. Um, Fuck her. (laughs) And then Kyle Richards, you know, she's just kind of a trophy, just that perfect trophy wife. Beverly Hills, you know, we would have a happy life together. Okay, wow, you really had to, like, talk that through, didn't you? Yeah, you know, I wanted to give a real answer. Talk it out. Talk it out. All right. That was great. So that concludes our Bravo game. Steve, did you have fun with that? Lots of fun. That's amazing. And we are going to wrap up the episode now because we want to enjoy the rest of our Memorial Day before we go back into the grind. So I mentioned this before, but I am going to start asking my guests one final question before we wrap up the episode. And that question is, what do you think society is lacking? What is the one thing that you think society is lacking that you would like to see change? Well, that's really putting me on the spot right now. Yeah, sure. Um, like in what sense? Um, anything, whether it's self-awareness, whether it's not being grateful, whether it's being annoying, whatever you think. Sure. I think. (laughs) Yes, sir. I think it's a combination of punctuality and higher standards. You're probably thinking, okay, what what does that mean? Yes, what does that mean? Well, punctuality is the easy one, right? Just, like, social, work, everything, like, be on time. Like, I hate when people are like, oh, I could leave early, but then I might get there 10 minutes early, and I'll just be sitting there like, fuck, yeah, get there early. Like, A, you're showing disrespect for other people's time. B, whatever you're there to the reason you're going is not going to start on time if you're late. There's just a whole host of re- problems that arise when you're late. And living in New York City slash Hoboken slash Westchester slash whatever you want to call it, golden rule is if you're on time, you're late. If you're five minutes early, you're on time. If you're late, then you 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 know, you're just again you should be go- going to Guatemala Bay. Anyway, that's a kind of a golden rule to live by, and if you apply that, you know you should be pretty, you should be, you should be pretty well off. Things, sh- you know, should be okay if you take that approach with everything. Um, and I said high standards. Yes. So now, because I said I actually have to kind of describe it, don't I? I mean, you don't have to, but you can. Um, we'll do um broad strokes, broad strokes. Um, just like you know. You say you're going to go to the gym five times the week. Go to the gym five times a week. There's always going to be excuses. Well, uh, you know, I'm tired. I went three. No, if you say it, you have to do it. Just like at work. If you say you're going to follow up on something, you have to do it. It's, no, it's not optional. Things aren't optional. So, I love that. That's great. 
you, you know who should hire you? Teddy Mellencamp from the Real Houses of Beverly Hills with her company All In by Teddy. They're all very accountable. She's an accountability coach. I think Steve would be a great accountability coach. What? I really appreciate that and the vote of confidence. But again, that whole industry accountability, it's kind of just, um, it's a fugazi. What the hell's a fugazi? Well, seeing that you've seen Wolf of Wall Street with me about a billion times, you should know from Matthew McConaughey's speech, it's fake, bullshit. Accountability. I mean, I guess if you hire an accountability coach, it'll help you with what I just said about hiding the standards. But I think you know people before social media were able to do these things on their own. So there's no reason why you need to pay someone an exorbitant amount of money to do it for you. You know, if you can't be accountable for yourself, then again, you know, ship you off to Guantanamo Bay. So the moral of the story is, if you can't do it, we're gonna ship you off to Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, and kind of more on that, again, I really appreciate the vote of confidence, but the whole accountability coach and business kind of through social media and just texting people, I just, I'm very old school, I'm very old school in my ways, I'm traditional, so I just, the, again, going back to the whole influencer question, it just doesn't really jive with me, um, you know, you get up, you go to work early, um, you know, you do what you need to do, you put in the hours, um, in the office, working remotely, sometimes, whatever, but yeah, and then you come home after a long, hard day, and that's work. Now this, like, oh, like, I'm on a bench in a park texting people while drinking green juice and posing for a selfie and getting likes, like, that's all. Again, fugazi, bullshit, I want nothing on the, want nothing of it. And that's why we're not allowed to say millennial the word millennial in our household pretty much <laughs> okay on that note we're going to end the episode this was a great episode steve i'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast steve did you have fun lots of fun it was awesome great great thank you for coming Are you gonna come back i think so if you'll have me yes maybe we'll have steve as a reoccurring uh lax awareness correspondent would you like that i think i would i think i would Okay, great. All right, guys. So thank you for another great episode. Make sure to give me five stars on iTunes. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram at mfreeds26. That's M-F-R-I-E-D-S 26. Thank you for sponsoring the Onex Shabbat. Uh, we are going away next week, so we will be back in two weeks. So make sure to check it out.